Hey there, I'm so pumped to tell you about an amazing new community I've launched called Grief to Growth Circle Community. It's a space for people who are grieving to come together to support each other and for people who want to know who we are, why we're here, where we're going to have those conversations, all the things we talk about on the podcast. So I invite you to join me at grieftogrowth.com slash community to become part of this compassionate crew. The best part is 100% free. And you have access to me in addition to everybody else in the community. In fact, the podcast will be there so you can talk about the things we talk about in the podcast right there in the community. There's also some premium content if you want to go deeper in the work I'm doing, but mostly it's about building relationships and community and about sharing resources and supporting each other. So come on over and check it out. It's grieftogrowth.com slash community. I'll see you inside. Hey there, this is a special episode of Grief to Growth. In this episode, what I want to do is introduce you to something. It's a new project I've got going where I'm going to be releasing a series of meditations and contemplations. So these are things that you can use as you're doing your meditation practice and hopefully things to just uplift you along the way. So I've already done a couple of these. I will be selling these um, on my website and in other places, but I wanted to make it available to you as a supporter of Grief to Growth if you decide to become a patron. So if you're interested, go over to patreon.com and sign up there. If you make a $5 a month donation or more, I'll be putting these out on a regular basis and I will be giving them to my patrons um, in addition to selling them to the public. So here it is. I hope you enjoy it. If you decide to become a patron, that would be great. If not, thanks for supporting Grief to Growth and please keep spreading the word. Today, let's talk about equanimity. Now, equanimity is an interesting word that we don't use very often, but it's so important. It's actually vital, I think. I think equanimity is one of the most important principles that we can learn. Equanimity means to keep balance, to keep things in perspective. And it's one of the keys to life because while we cannot control everything that happens to us, we can control how we react to it. The Buddhists understand the importance of equanimity. You've probably heard the term non-attachment. The Buddhists even have a practice to cultivate equanimity to keep themselves firmly planted on the ground. Now, In a state of equanimity, our feet are firmly planted on the ground and we're not thrown off balance one way or the other by things that happen to us, around us, or for us, depending on your point of view. Equanimity arises in us when we practice mindfulness, when we are aware of the situation and we're aware of our thoughts and our feelings about the situation, by practicing mindfulness, we can produce equanimity. The point of equanimity is not to escape being human. It's not to not feel. We still feel the full range of human emotions, both positive and negative. Becoming androids is a myth about non-attachment. That's not the goal. The goal of equanimity is not to get attached to experiences, 
we want to place some distance between what is happening to us and our reaction to it. We become a witness to our own lives and even our own emotions. We understand there is a deep abiding peace that we can live from. And when we drift away from this inner happiness, we become aware that we've been drawn away and we return. We understand that everything that happens to us is temporary. We understand that this life is fleeting. Whether something good happens to us or something bad happens to us, that circumstance will change. So when something good happens, we're grateful for it. But we don't get attached to the circumstance that brought us the happiness because that circumstance will certainly change. And when something bad happens, we don't fall into despair over that circumstance. We feel sad or we grieve or we even feel angry. But we keep in mind that this too shall pass and we quickly return to center, to that deep abiding peace. I want to take this opportunity to tell you one of my favorite stories. This is a Taoist story. There was a farmer in ancient China who owned a horse. People said to him, you're so lucky to have a horse to pull your cart for you. Maybe, the farmer replied. One day he didn't like the gate properly and the horse ran off. Oh no, his neighbor said. Such terrible misfortune. Maybe, the farmer replied. A few days later, the horse came back, bringing with it six wild horses. How fantastic. You're so lucky, said the neighbors. Now you're rich. The farmer said, maybe. The following week, the farmer's son was breaking in one of the wild horses when it kicked out and broke the son's leg. Oh no, the neighbors said. Such bad luck all over again. Maybe, the farmer replied. The next day, soldiers came and were taking away young men to fight in the war. The father's son was left behind since he had a broken leg. You are so lucky, the neighbors exclaimed. Maybe, the farmer replied. And I'm sure you've realized by now this story could go on and on, just as life does, in an ever-unfolding sea of circumstances that we could judge as good or bad. Equanimity is achieved when we, like the farmer, deal with the rising and falling tides of life in a way where they don't toss us to and fro. Now we do feel all the emotions, but we always know that everything is passing and nothing is either good or bad in and of itself. There are things we can do to practice equanimity. I want to take you through a short exercise right now to understand how we can practice this on a regular basis. What I'd like for you to do is sit comfortably, sit nice and straight. Imagine the base of your spine grounded to the earth by a cord from where you're seated down to the center of the earth. Feel rooted to Mother Earth. Imagine the top of your head being attached by a string through the ceiling up above through to the sky. You're also attached to Father Sky. Now imagine that string is gently being pulled, straightening your spine so you're sitting up nice and tall. Now close your eyes and bring attention to your breath. We're going to take a few deep breaths. So what I'd like for you to do is breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth, blowing every bit of air out completely. And let's do that again. 
in through the nose and out through the mouth. And one more time, in through the nose and out through the mouth. By now, you should feel like you're in a nice, relaxed state. I would like for you to do is keep your mind on your breath and just sit here for a little while while we're being mindful from moment to moment. Now let's contemplate a few things. I just want you to relax and feel whatever it is you feel. There's no right, there's no wrong, there's no good or bad. Just observe. I'm going to mention some pairs of words. As I mention these pairs of words, I want you to feel how it feels to your body. Just feel the response. The first pair of words is praise and blame. So when I say the word praise, how does your body feel? When you think about being praised, how do you feel? When I say the word blame, how do you feel? How does that feel in your body? So what might it feel like to remain balanced between these two feelings when these things are happening to you, when you're being praised or you're being blamed? Now, let's think about the words gain and loss. How do you feel when I mention gaining something? How would it feel to find $100? How would it feel to lose $100? Do you feel pushed or pulled in any one direction when I say these things? Now, think about the words pleasure and pain. How do you feel when I say pleasure? Do you feel drawn towards pleasure? Do you feel like you need to move towards pleasure? How about when I say the word pain? Do you feel like you need to avoid pain? Now, of course, naturally, we want to have pleasure and we want to avoid pain. That's called being human. But the question is, do we get thrown off balance by these desires? Can we lessen the desires or at least be aware of how they're making us behave? Let's think about the words fame and unpopularity. What do these words mean to you? How does it make you feel to think of someone thinking positively about you? How does it make you feel to think of someone thinking negatively about you? Now remember that being balanced is not the same as being unfeeling or aloof. But notice how we get pulled away from balance and toward imbalance. But also notice how we can bring ourselves back. The goal is when we get out of balance to quickly recover to this state, this state of eternal happiness that's always there deep within, always right there with us waiting for us to return to it. Now sit with this for a moment. See if you can bring yourself to that state of balance. 
the feeling that everything is right, just as it is right now, in this moment, that everything is fine, that it's better than fine, that everything is just as it should be. How does it feel? Do you feel that sense of balance? Do you feel that sense of calm? Do you feel that sense of peace? Now, let's slowly come back to your normal waking state. Become aware of your body again. Open your eyes. Wiggle your fingers and your toes. Maybe take a nice long stretch. But let's remember this feeling. And let's remember, you don't have to return to the cushion or the chair or to the bed and get into a meditative state to return to this feeling. It's always right there, available for you, waiting for you. And when you feel out of balance, take a few deep breaths and go within. Namaste. Hey there, if you liked this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you liked. If you didn't like this episode, come on over and talk about it. Let me know what you didn't like. Go to grieftogrowth.com slash community and look for talk about the podcast. I'll see you there.